Are you ready? Here we go. Test one, two, test one, two. I feel like I'm bouncing from cloud to cloud. Wow, we're ridiculous. So stay tuned. I like what we're doing. Or don't. Oh, that might be my favorite thing to ever happen. <laughs> Is this not the coolest <laughs> thing you've ever heard? Well, how about this? Yes. Hold up. It's the Pepper and Dylan After Show Show Podcast. Welcome to the After Show Show. Today is May 19th, 2021. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, please download, subscribe, and uh, review if you can. We appreciate that as uh, we continue, as we always say, to try and uh, grow the uh, podcast and the After Show Show. Good news, Robbie. Yeah. It was just confirmed. Turn your mic on, Robbie. I'm here. There it is. It was just confirmed tomorrow morning on the live show. Gene Principe. Oh, Robbie a treasure. has an unusual love for Gene Principe. Gene Principe, no. for those that may not know, is he's like the Oilers kind of telesportsnet correspondent. Kind of, he does the intermissions during Oilers games. He's got he's, curly hair, doesn't he? Yeah, puffy hair. I want to touch it. Of course, he's the pun master. He is the most people like- love Gene Principe. He's one of the most likable guys you'll ever meet. I've se- I've run into him a few times, and he's just a gem. Every when time. do you run into him? Where I ran into him at a Sobeys once. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to fanboy him. I just yelled, "Hey, Mr. P!" That's fanboying, is that and he not? Up and he gave me a nod. Yeah. And then I've I've just seen him at, at some events that I've I've been a part of. Wasn't he in the building one time and you chased him down just to look at him? I was so embarrassed. No, he was in the engineering or sorry, the IT area talking to Daryl, and I guess Daryl's friends with him. They were old chums, and I just walked in. And Daryl's like, yeah, this is uh, this is Robbie the in, and he's like, oh, he, this is Robbie. He's like, oh, you're the intern guy. <laughs> so he knew he knew that I was the intern. Look at that. He's just such Look a cool dude. You're beaming right now. I love him. He's so likable, and he he makes the Oilers broadcasts that much more special. Now these are national broadcasts. Now that the playoffs have begun, so I don't know what his role will be on the broadcasts. Like it is if he's not the part of the games. broadcasts. There, yeah. the, the, whoever's in charge is making a big mistake. Well, Robbie and I have a bet that uh, you're not going to see him on TV tonight because they go with like the big the big show, right? Okay. The Hockey Night in Canada guys, like all the national guys. So uh, if if Robbie loses the bet, if Gene Principe does not appear on television in any, this, sort. In any capacity this evening. Well, he'll have to, right? Because don't they have multiple games going on at the same nights? Uh, yes, but on Hockey Night in Canada is the Oilers game tonight on CBC. Like oh, the okay. traditional yeah, so hockey the Toronto-Montreal game will be tomorrow. But or, yeah, the uh, so this will get you know Ron McLean and Ke- like uh, like the national guys. So Gene Principe kind of during the national broadcast kind of takes a back seat. So the 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 bet is if Gene Principe is not and he's a local icon and everybody loves him that follows hockey, but if he is not on, Robbie has to build two planter boxes <laughs> yeah, we have at my bet. house this weekend. What do you have to do if, if and fill it with dirt? I don't know. What do I have to do if he is on? What Robbie? kind of bet did you make where you didn't have something know, coming back I, to you? Because I am so sure that he will not be on. Well, I'm so sure that he'll be. He will be okay, on. So that I don't what, even need. So anything. what do you need from me? I don't even need anything. That's how sure I am. What do you mean? But that's when you get things. Don't you know how betting works? Um, you get things when you're right. Yeah. So you double if, down. If you're right, Robbie, what do you want from me? I want I, uh, a 12-pack of fried chicken somewhere. That's all I need. A 12-pack 12 12 of fried chicken? Yeah. Okay, Make it so, northern chicken. Well, so northern, northern chicken. chicken. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll bet you northern chicken if I'm With wrong. the mustard hot sauce. You do yard work for me if you're wrong. Deal. Air shake. Air shake. Okay. It's in. Dylan, you've witnessed I've this. witnessed they, they it. They have to. Gino has to be a part of it in some capacity. So you have to watch the whole thing, though, now. I know. I Here's know, what okay. our, our plan is with Gene Principe tomorrow when we have him live on the air is, um, and he's, I mean, he's a professional. 
But he's a fun guy, right? And yes. he's the master. You always call him the master of puns. Oh, yeah, he right? is. Like he always sneaks in some cool, cool puns and cool yeah. references, right? So we're going to give him a few options of secret Pepper and Dylan show codes <laughs> to try and say it on television. But again, the concern is we don't know if he's on television anymore. Oh, and if he's not going to be on television, he's not going to be able to sneak it in. And but, then what is he going to exactly, do? Exactly, yeah. But if he is on television... Okay. Yeah. Then we're going to ask him to sneak those in, and then everybody else can kind of listen along. So when he says something that's Pepper and Dylan show related, we'll all be like, "Ha! He did it." Do you think he would? I don't know. I think he would. Like he's a fun guy, and he's he awesome. he likes having a good time, and he doesn't take himself too seriously. I don't think. God, I hate people that take themselves too serious. Do you know a lot of them? Um, no, because I hate them. <laughs> Jeez, I don't want to be wow. around people that take themselves too. I have one friend that take friend. I have I know a, a person that takes himself so seriously. No, we now know it's a guy and or herself so or themselves so seriously that it's it's like it, I I don't even want to be around them anymore. Okay, it's annoying. Who is it? Well, I can't say. What, what, what are they, what are they, they just it? They don't have a sense of humor of any sort. Really? Like, just none. Like, they can't laugh at themselves. They can't laugh at others. They can't laugh at anything going on. Mm. I don't think, like, do, do you have a friend in your life or a person in your life that you think maybe has never laughed? Mm, yeah, yeah, I know somebody. Yep. Okay. Tell us about this person. I can't really tell them because they'll know who they are. Well, don't are say who it is, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, give us they, some examples. They, like, you can't joke. You can't make fun. You can't even do sarcasm because they take sarcasm to be real. Like they don't get it. They don't. They don't understand it, and they get angry. Mm-hmm. They get angry at sarcasm, and it's no fun. When like I, it's it's one thing to to be like, oh, I don't like putting up with someone's sarcasm. It's mm-hmm. another thing when you're trying to be sarcastic with someone, and they just don't get it. Does everything just go over their head, or they just don't think anything is funny? They just they, they're missing the part of their brain. That like allows sarcasm to exist. So like if you just like even something says like oh pick it up faster. Mm-hmm. Like if you said something like that, mm-hmm. mad for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, like you wouldn't even understand that that could potentially be a joke. Robbie, anybody in your life that just doesn't have a like just nothing, just nothing. Um, I I mean some people you encounter at work sometimes just seem like just the biggest Debbie Downers. But I don't know, I'm just not around people enough to know what they are like not around me. No. So I give them benefit of the doubt. That's nice of you. I try to surround myself with with happy people. I was dating a girl for a little while, um, just recently, like a handful of dates. And uh, she just didn't have a sense of humor. Like none? Just none. And uh, the problem is, like, that's the only thing I have going for me. So, like, you're telling jokes, she's not laughing? Like, I'm just, like, that's the thing, right? When, when somebody says, hey, well, God, what do you see in that guy? The only one, the first one, they always, oh, he's funny. Mm-hmm. Is what I'll, what they what they'll get, right? And my God, are they right? Oh goodness! Um, but she didn't get it. She just didn't. She just didn't laugh. Mm-hmm. You know. So what did you do? Because you normally well, luckily I'm very handsome, Dylan. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> no, normally you overcompensate. If your joke's not going, you double down, triple down, yeah, and then I keep going and I keep going. Right? Yeah, so how so did that go? The only two, the only two qualities that I possess that are of high degree of obvious, mm-hmm. uh, and that I really have, that I really emphasize, right, to, to cover up all the ones, the qualities that I don't have, okay, or or the uh, the uh, lack of or the bad things that I have, <laughs> yeah, are the sense of humor. And the neurotic obsessiveness. Okay. Because I find that if I double down on the neuroses, it becomes funny. But if you don't understand regular funny, oh, you're done then. There's no way you're going to get the neurotic, uh, the neuroses of it, right? Right. Okay. So and then all of a sudden you're dead in the water. 
So didn't work out. Is didn't what you're work saying? out. No, didn't work That's out. That's fair. Yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. So that didn't work. Yeah, no. And that one's okay. not very good. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't something that you uh, want to surround yourself no, with. No, no. I understand really. it. Really. Um, what, um, got a handful of things. Brendan got back to me here. Oh, perfect. You want to call him? So he wants, uh, we'll call him in a few minutes. Yeah. He wants to ask a handful of questions uh, about the history of this show as we celebrate the 15th anniversary of this radio show for the next, I don't One know. One year. It's a year. You celebrate for a year. My parents didn't celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary this long. I know, but this is a bigger milestone. To make it on the radio for 15 years? It honestly is. I can't believe it's been 15 years. It's, like, it's, it's insanity. It's a to really me. long time. Like, uh, I remember growing up and listening to people in Calgary that were on the uh, radio for years upon years. And not even 15, but mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, wow, what a long career they've had. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, it's a big thing. Celebrate it for a year. Take the year and celebrate well, it. Well, look, I'm very proud that we've been able to be I don't together feel like you are. through all these storms that we've weathered for 15 years. And there haven't been that many storms. I mean, no. you know, there's been a handful of personal issues or professional issues. Yeah, we lost a job here and there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but for the most part, like, I, yeah, I'm happy that we, because, you know, back in the day growing up, right? Like, Robbie, you grew up here. Uh, yes. Dylan and I grew up, I grew up in Calgary. Dylan grew up in Strathmore, just outside of Calgary. But you growing up here, you relate to things like like ITV and those television personalities that were around forever. Yes. Forever. Yes. Radio per- people that were around forever. Yep. And nowadays, it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, with, with you know, cost cutting and layoffs and all that, it just does not work the same way. And so, if you're around for 15 years, my God, did you not, either, either you weren't noticed, which I don't think is our case. No. Because we really stick out and, and make people... <laughs> Not in a good way. Uh, yeah, drive people crazy. Or or you're doing something right. And so I don't know what column we fit under. A little bit of both, I Is imagine. it a little bit of both? I would imagine. Yeah, I don't think we're flying under anybody's radar. That would have been the right way to do it. Like that story you had a couple of weeks ago about the guy who was didn't show up to work for like 20 years. So good. Like he was like a clerical error and they kept paying him, but yeah. he just never came to work. Nobody knew he existed. Brilliant. You know, that's the best way to keep a job for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's for nobody to know what you do. Yes. Right. right? Don't talk to Didn't, too many people. Weren't you hidden in a, mm-hmm. in, a in a studio in for Toronto. like six months, five months no, or I something? I think it was like eight months in the end. See, this is brilliant what you did. How did, how did this happen? It was, they fired everybody, but they forgot to fire you? No, they fired me as well. Okay. That was what happened. Okay. I, I accepted a job in Toronto, and like on day number three, there was a board meeting, and we all got called into. Mm-hmm. And I, I had been, like, my, I didn't even have my apartment three yet. Three days like, in? Three days in, Oof. I get it called into a boardroom, and every one of us in the boardroom got fired. Because they decided to change the format of yeah. the radio station. And I thought, yeah. well, that's not convenient. Mm. That's really not Awful. good at all. Yeah. And so we all walked outside into the rain, uh, and we we're standing on this, like it was a rainy, dreary day, and we were standing on the side of the building that we worked in, and their people were crying and hugging, and they were really, really upset because these people had worked together for years, some of them. And I'm like, three days in, I'm just like, this is awkward and weird, and I had just, like, I don't even remember everyone's name mm-hmm. while we're all, we're all saying goodbye forever. And it was, it was very awkward. And, and then I just, I didn't even know what to do because I was like, we were walked out of the building. Mm. I was like, I, I lived in a hotel that they, they were still paying for. And I thought this is like, I didn't even, I, I had no idea. And I just started like walking sadly mm-hmm. to f- try to figure out what the heck I was going to do. And I got a phone call from uh, boss Julie who just said, Hey, I need to talk to you. Come back. And so I came back into the building and then she said, I had to fire everyone, including you for optics. Uh, but you're not fired. I said, oh, that's amazing. Thank you. I'm like, what a relief. She said, but I don't have a job for you. 
<laughs> and I said, okay, what, what does that mean? She's like, I don't really know yet. You don't have a position? Yeah, like she a title? Just, yeah, she said, so just hide. I said, well, what does that mean? Like, what, what do you want me to do as my job? She's like, I don't, I really honestly, Dylan, I don't know. This has been a hard day. Just come in tomorrow, your regular hours and hide in the studio. I said, okay. Hide in the studio. Sounds your good. regular hours, you don't have a job. Right. So what? I just came in and because it was an overnight gig. So That's it was very easy to hide in the studio overnight. Yeah. And I did. But did I, you do work or did you just sit in there? You did for the pr- production yeah, stuff, right? For the first two or three days, no. I, she, I didn't have a project. So I just started like, I would I would just build things. Play yeah. around. Yeah, and just play and learn. And, and I just tried to help out. And then eventually she she tossed me over to like the production guy said, just get as good as you can at whatever you can. And I'll let you know. And then like eight months later, she came to me and said, I had a job for you. And I didn't want the job at the time because I really was loving what I was doing. For eight months? Yeah. <laughs> Just nothing? Well, no, but I would get projects from like the pr- production manager. But like, on, on, and I loved it. I'd come in, I would do all these really fun, cool projects, things that I wasn't even like capable of at the time, but I was learning really, really And quickly. nobody knew you did it because you weren't supposed to be there? Exactly. No one knew. No one. So you'd make something, and it would just like you'd produce something on the computer. And, yeah, I wouldn't and get any credit to the production manager. That's it. And they would just say, "Yeah, here's this. Don't ask who did it. It doesn't matter." So, yeah. who, how many people knew you were there when you weren't supposed to be there? Three. Three people. There was Julie, uh, uh, Chris, uh, Chris yeah. Pottage, yeah. and Mocha. Okay. At the time, and Mocha and I used to take one hour lunch breaks, uh, which was at middle of the night. One yeah. hour lunch breaks, yeah. and we would go rollerblading and have hot dogs in the middle oh. of the night. Yeah, it was amazing. What a time. So it would be like 2 a.m. We'd go for rollerblades and then go by the hot dog carts. Eat Is that why we get ta- hot dogs every time we go to Toronto? Yes. Because you Cause love those hot dogs. Just such a good memory. That's right. And then we would come back and we'd finish our work. And that was, uh, I did that for eight months. And then she came to me and she said, okay, we have a position for you. And I said, oh, no, I'm good here. That's what I said. She's like, uh, it's not a choice. I'm good here, not being held accountable for anything that I do. <laughs> right. So why did you even show up to work if you weren't, if nobody was supposed to know you were there? You were still getting paid, yeah, right? Exactly. I, I had okay. to. Okay. I was on salary. So you're putting it, so payroll would have known that you were there. Dylan uh, yeah. Wochuk. Sure. But you're just a name. You're just a budget line to them. Yeah. So they're like, okay, pay. I wasn't even like coming to the meetings. Like they would have uh, staff meetings all the time. <laughs> uh, they didn't show up to those. Like I was just like in the building, but nobody knew. And it was overnight. So not, not a lot of people were there, but I'm sure some people saw you did they know who you were no i kept to myself you had to hide you literally had to hide in the studio well not hide like i wasn't like sitting there uh hoping or waiting in case someone opened the door but i I just didn't answer anyone like if anyone said hey what do you do here i just be like oh i'm just helping out that was it and then they'd be like okay yeah no one no one really asks what you do no one actually cares what you do at an office place and that's a big building there's people coming and going all the time oh thousands of people in in that building for sure so downtown Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. So, so easy awesome. to hide. I, I always love that. Like, I love that she kept me there and, and literally had no idea. Like, she's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. That's and incredible. That was, it's a very, very cool. You really pulled that off. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I got, I ended up getting that job and then I was there for like three, three and a half years after that. Yeah. And it was good. And then on the exact flip side, after Robbie's internship ended, we didn't have a job for him, but he just kept coming in. Yes. And you were the center of attention, but you didn't have a job. I didn't Dylan have a job. had a job, but was supposed to keep it on the down low. <laughs> you didn't have a job and kept coming in. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a job until months, months, months down the road. Yeah. Well, it, it was might, seven months for you or something, That's when it? the new fiscal year started, apparently. <laughs> so I had to wait till then, and I decided to hang on just yes. to see what would happen. Mm. Worked out. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs>
Okay, well, so 15 years is pretty great, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so do you want to do Brendan here, or what do you want to do here? I mean, I, I, got, I, have, I have a few notes of things, if, but I don't know. You said you you couldn't get a hold of Brendan, possibly, but we could still answer his question. No, I've got him. He's, he, oh, he is oh, messaging. Well, he said well, he's Let's good. start there, and then we can come out after that. I've also got my friend Jason, who I've been trying to get a hold of. He lives in Vancouver. I used to work with him in Vancouver years ago. Jason Manning? And yeah, Jason Manning. And he, um, he can't come on today. I was hoping he would, because he's the one that's going to verify the story you don't believe when about they took, Vancouver. They took a plane ride with a whale? When they took a whale, they had to get a whale to the airport from the Vancouver Aquarium mm-hmm. and because, I don't know, they were sick or something. I can't remember. So they put a, like a like a, like a a giant uh, straps underneath the whale in the whale pool in at SeaWorld or at uh, the Vancouver Aquarium and then flew him, this whale, across the sky. They didn't. To the airport to put him on a special whale plane. I'm telling you they didn't only because like I did that with a two by four. Yeah. When we were fixing up my fence, my yeah. buddy Mike Mike yeah. and I did. Yeah. And the two by four, it tipped over and like fell to the ground. Didn't hurt anyone, but a whale would. Well, they didn't hire Mike to do it. They hired whale helicopter strap mm, experts. There's to no do such that. thing. It seems ridiculous. I, I follow a walrus activist mm-hmm. on Instagram. No, you love this walrus activist. Yeah, and he just posted a video. He he stalked uh, Marineland. They were transporting a bunch of marine animals, yeah. all in semi trucks. No planes. Yeah, semi trucks make more semi trucks. Not a plane though. You don't want to bring something thousands of pounds up into the air Robbie, over Google, where what, people are are, are uh, living. What does an orca whale weigh? <laughs> what uh, orca? Whale a ton. Wait, I guess it's a ton and a half. It's got to be huge, right? Okay, so adult killer whales. Yeah, between Don't wow, killer. how much do they weigh? Thirty-six to fifty-four hundred kilograms. Okay, so, so that's, that's like almost ten thousand pounds. Fifty-four hundred kgs in pounds would be. It's more than ten thousand. Yeah. Would be what? Sorry, it's more than ten thousand pounds in pounds. Sorry, my Google's being strange. Yeah, so that would be eleven, twelve thousand pounds. Yeah, it's twelve thousand pounds. So you're gonna, of you're whale gonna whip around a twelve thousand pound whale yeah. with the potential of it falling out of a harness that's just wrapped around its belly. I remember it. I was working that morning. It's one of my few memories I have from working in Vancouver that yeah. I will never forget. Nine eleven was the other one. No, that was a big one, Dylan. Well, nine eleven happened. This yeah. other one didn't. This did happen. They flew a whale through the sky. Mm-mm. I just can't confirm this because every time I Google it, and we've talked about this before. Yes, I can't you see, guys won't believe me. I can't but see I, any pictures. Now I have cooperation, but he's working right now, so he can't join us today. We'll try and get him on next week for the after show. He's going to lie for okay. you anyway. He's not going to lie for me. He doesn't even know what it's about, and I won't tell him what it's about. Oh, perfect. Okay? Yeah. It happened. It didn't happen. Goddamn whale was flying through the air. It didn't happen. Like, Wait, I think I know somebody else who might be able to join us up for this one here. Let me message her as well. Is that I think Robin? She would, yeah, Robin. I think she was working on the show. Uh, let's Every see. time oh, I Oh, she'll just it. say whatever you want her no, to. No, she won't. Yes, she's, Robin's she's legit. Um, every time I Google this, there's an Airbus airplane that looks like a beluga whale. <laughs> That's the only thing that comes up. So I'm I just can't, I can't find any anything. Well, why don't you start with how much weight can a helicopter carry? Maybe it was two helicopters or like a military this. helicopter. It was a special whale helicopter. Because tanks or weigh much more than whales. Yeah. Right, and they're able to transport those. That's right, Dylan. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. I remember that. Okay. Okay. But well, they didn't get a, a Chinook helicopter in there. I'm out to a handful of them here. Okay. So do you, let's uh, let's call uh, uh, Brendan here. Sure. Okay. Because okay, he has some questions about the old show. <laughs> the history of our show here. 
Okay. Look at his last two digits of his phone number. I don't see them. You only do. 22. Oh. So Brendan is a big fan of this radio show, and he has been for a long time. So let's chant with him for a second. That's cool. Yeah, all right. Let's see. Hello? Hey, Brendan. Hi. It's Pepper and Dylan. Hey, how are you? Good. All right. Um, what? Uh, what? Uh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> You've got a question, buddy? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you uh, so wait. Let's let's get to know you a little bit because we've we've known you for a while, right? Like you're a real loyal follower yeah. of this radio show, right? Yeah. So we communicate with you sometimes on on uh, on uh, what, Instagram or whatever it is, and, and you've. Well, been, I email you guys. Email. I don't have any social media. Okay, that's what old it is. Okay. School, so yeah. I'm the one that emails. Yeah, and but you've been super supportive of this show for a long time. Like, when did you start listening? It's been on for 15 years. Can you believe that? For shit's sake, there it is, Robbie. <laughs> oh, oh, there's there one. It is. Okay. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh. Let me see. Doesn't we'll, have to be exact. We'll wait, wait Brendan. Yeah, you don't to need the to count day. the days. Probably for, ten, probably for 10 years. Well, how old a chap Not, are? Like, yeah, especially yeah, 10 years ago, I remember I'd listen every single morning. Uh-huh. And yeah. How old are you now? I'm 23. Yeah, he's 23. Okay, okay so, so when, yeah, when I was young, I remember I'd get up in the morning. I hated going to school. It was pitch black outside, but yeah. I would listen to you guys. And it was, you know, wake me up and... Yeah, better so than darkness. Now I don't get up quite as early, so that's why I I listen more to the after show show and well, stuff. We appreciate but yeah, ten, that. ten years, and yeah. I would listen very literally every single morning. Okay, we're gonna put you on the spot here. What was your favorite thing that we ever did that you can remember in the ten years you've listened to this stupid show? Oh, the um, I don't know what it was called though. When Robbie would throw stuff off the roof. The roof whip. Oh, the great roof whip. Yeah, the roof down. whip. My God, you know what? That was um, an amazing yearly event. Now, that was a tradition yeah. I could get with. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do that anymore? What happened? What is um, the behind the scenes well, why we don't do the roof whip? Management doesn't understand it. Yes. There's some environmental impact. And the building broke. A little bit, yeah. And we ran a bulldozer oh. into a nice siding of a building. That that hurt us. Corporate doesn't like good. that. That hurt us. But that being hurt. a kid listening, that was the coolest thing. I looked forward to that so much, and I just loved it. Oh, but, we looked forward to it just as much and Robbie and I were lucky enough to be the ones I've never on seen site. It. I have never seen mm-hmm. it because when we were doing it video uh, being able to post video was relative it was in its infancy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I've only seen just a handful of visual evidence of the Great Roof Whip because I would always operate it back at the studio. Right. For those that don't know the Great Roof Whip all started. Do you remember how it started Brendan? You're probably too young to no. remember. Okay so yeah. it all started when Dylan's computer was not working well. It made like, me mad. And but always. It like was always, weeks on end. It was freezing and just, I just, it was crashing all the time and you hated it. Mm-hmm. So you just said one day, God, I want to throw this off the roof. Yep. And then we said, well, why don't you? Yes. So we set a date that he was going to throw it off the roof. <laughs> and as we did that, we had somebody, like it was like the universe was saying, yes, do this. It was a woman who was the manager of a hotel. Mm-hmm. Right? And the hotel was under construction or renovation of some sort. And it was a six-story hotel. It was the, right? the tallest roof we did. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was a mm-hmm. six-story hotel. And she said, you know what? You guys can get access to the roof if you really want to throw it off a roof. Yes. And then wow. we said, well, why on earth would we just throw one computer off the roof? Let's throw a bunch of stuff off the roof and just throw stuff all morning. And then people started to say, well, I've got some stuff you'd like to get rid of. And there were there were women who were saying, like, this is my ex-boyfriend's guitar, I believe, was one thing that <laughs> yeah. you threw off the roof, right? And it was just kind of like a like a, like a purging of, of trash right. and things that would break and make great sounds. And we set up a microphone on the ground, yes. right? 
And Dylan, you would be on the roof. Robbie, you would be on the roof. And mm-hmm. it was always the last November or last Friday in November. Mm-hmm. So it was always freezing cold up there. Yes. Oh. And I'm in the warm confines of the studio. And I will never forget the first whip. And I don't know if it was the computer that started it. No, I think we waited on the computer. The computer I think okay. there was a TV maybe or but something. But the first yeah. test whip was live on the air. And we were so nervous because we had invested the entire day in the roof whip. Right. You guys were not in the studio. You were far away from the studio. Mm-hmm. If this didn't work, that day was ruined. Mm-hmm. And at whatever, 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning, right, we came on for the first item to be thrown off a six-story roof with a little microphone set down below that I would bring up on our board, on our sound board, <laughs> and we hoped that it would pick up the smash sound. Yes. And that would be the payoff. Yes. And then we would do it over and over and over again with different items. And... The first item, Dylan, you threw it, and you're on the phone on one channel on the soundboard. The microphone at the at the on the ground is on another channel on the soundboard. Mm-hmm. And you say, "Okay, here we go. Three, two, one." And then we could hear you go, Hah! and then we waited because it's falling six stories to the ground. It was such a long fall. And I'll tell you that that was the longest silence of my career because again, if we didn't get the payoff of the smash, <laughs> the day was Wasted. a bust. Yeah. And we waited and waited. And then at what seemed like far too long, it smashed. Mhm. Perfectly. And it just sounded the most amazing. Glorious pop of a tube TV. And then that's when we knew we had something. Oh. And the roof whip was born. Yep. It was so good. I remember the one thing that I I am still today concerned about the roof whip Mm -hmm. is there was one year and uh, Robbie collected a bunch of stuff for this year. But every time I go to the doctor, I think about this. Mm -hmm. Every single time I go talk to my doctor. The x-ray machine. Is when, because it had so many signs that said, do not touch, (laughs) do not come near. Do not like every one of those little yellow stickers that are, are like warning, warning you. Warning stickers. And I just remember going there and, and ending up next to that machine and going like, oh, I don't know if this is as good it as it was. We an think it was an old X-ray machine. Is that what it was? It was the heaviest thing you've ever thrown, right off the roof. Um, right? no, pianos were. Oh yeah, you threw a piano. <laughs> pianos, <laughs> right. full-sized pianos. That right. I forget where we got it, but I think because it wasn't plugged in, we were safe. Yeah, I love but that you says, think. think we had someone on the on the air. <laughs> What is it? <laughs> we, we were debating this on the show, and we, I think someone texted in, and somebody credible, uh, we thought was credible, said, ah, it's not plugged in, you'll be fine. So we went ahead with it. There are so many things later on that I find out that aren't good for you yes. that we threw. Yeah. And the dust, I remember the dust that would come up, and oh, I was just like, whew. Yeah, you don't inhale that. <laughs> yeah, but you couldn't help it. Remember when we did the fireworks of light bulbs? Yes. The mercury light bulbs or whatever the hell they were? <laughs> Incandescent It was a different ones. time, though. We didn't know the hazards and dangers. Oh, and then uh, we could never find a roof that was tall enough to, pay, to, to replicate that very first roof whip. But we had some fun ones. Mm-hmm. We, we definitely some, did. Some great ones. And then we just, it kind of got well, shut down for a variety of reasons. Because, like, I'm, sub- I'm supposed to do work mm-hmm. at the station. Mm-hmm. And November was me driving around 10 hours a day 
Picking up trash. Five days a week, picking up stuff. So the management was just like, we can't have Robbie wasting his time doing this. Picking up smashables. And I'll, although I love doing it, and I would, I would, I would spend a lot of time just to get the best stuff. Yeah. They just can't, well, couldn't justify us doing okay. it anymore. Going, going back to the budget lines, they'd look and they'd say, well, why are we paying this guy? And they're like, well, he right. picks up things to break them. Yeah. And then they'd say, I no, he it. needs to actually do work. Well, but I think the honest reason we quit was the last year we had a very, uh, uh, someone that was very vocal in wanting us to give the stuff away. Instead of smashing it. Yeah. And they, they they were trying to make a stink out of it numerous times. They tried to go to the news about it. And it was it was all a bunch of TVs that didn't work. Yeah. But they were under the impression that, that they, we shouldn't smash yeah, them, that yeah. someone could use them. It and wasn't environmentally safe. And they there weren't was a lot of recycled issues. recycled properly. Yeah. And then so the, the, the management heard that. And yeah. so the, just I, a just, giant wet blanket. I don't think she got any traction with that, but our management got super concerned about mm-hmm. the optics of us throwing things that were potentially mm-hmm. toxic off a roof. Which is fair. Yeah. So I don't think we'll ever do it again, honestly. We, ta- we started the show, by the way, Brendan, talking about knowing people that just don't have a sense of humor. Boy, did we ever yeah, run into yeah, those you people. You encounter that yeah, every, all right. every all once right. in a while. My favorite part about the roof whip, though, is just how organically it started. Because I think a lot of things are, you know, planned and they're, you know, it's kind of constructed. But with that, it just so randomly came up. The listener offered the hotel. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. I, it just it was it was complete luck how it came together and it was beautiful. I feel like I think, you guys have a lot of things like that. Okay, that that's what what everything is. I mean, everything we do yeah. is just like oh shit. There's another one right. One per uh, show. One per show. I'm sorry, but I, it's just like you go. Oh oh my god, we just stumbled across something and let's make it uh-huh. a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they work, sometimes they last forever, and sometimes they get canceled, like the roof whip or the puddle splash where we caused a lot of car accidents. Whoops. It's not uh, the every year there was some sort. Of trouble with that, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, like, last year I got that big fine. <laughs> last Is that year on my was, record. That's on my record. Yeah, because yeah. last year I think like three people got involved in an accident, wasn't it? Multi vehicle. <laughs> They're called accidents for a reason. It, they could have this one. They could have called this one an on purpose. Everyone knew what was going to happen. That's That's I got a, a stunting ticket. Uh, <laughs> so Brendan emailed us, and uh, like he said, he's been listening for a long time, and he has some questions, and he's like, hey, "I'd love for you guys to address this stuff on the after or on the after show show." So what is it there, Brendan? So you guys have the "What the Hell Happened" kind of podcast series, which talks about you guys getting fired the first time. Oh, those are old. And then I guess that was produced once you were at Virgin. And I, so I went to Nate, I remember I'd see Lamia, like sometimes in the halls, it was cool. But now I just realized that you guys were fired a second time and I don't really know what happened there. And then also where's Lamia? See, the confusing thing is we weren't ever fired twice, right? We were only fired once, but everyone thinks we were fired twice. And so now it's almost just like when people ask me, I just say, Yeah, Yeah. I just say, Yeah, we were fired twice. It's just easy. Because the, the explanation of it takes too long. But we were only ever fired once. Yeah. We left on our own terms uh, from the bounce the first time. Yes. It, it, we left right. uh, abruptly be- yeah. because they didn't want us there okay. anymore. That was their decision, not ours. Yeah, yeah. we chose to leave. You, you put in the notice. Yes. Whatever it was. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much fired. I mean, <laughs> well, just yeah. walked out so they can't say. Because when your boss is going to fire you and you say, I quit. Right yeah, before, it was one of those things where quit. they had the option to keep us for six months. To finish out our right. contract, or they could say like, "Okay, you're go- We'll pay out your contract. You guys just can't come back to right. work anymore." And well, that's they when, kept us for two days. That's when Dylan was like, "I'm going to Europe. Oh, I'm yeah. off to Italy." That was amazing. And off he went. But that's all covered in what the hell happened. Now I don't know where yeah. you can get what the hell happened, Dylan. I don't do know. You know I if have those them. Even exist. Anymore? I have them. They're all on my. Like I send them to people regularly yeah. that want to hear it. Yeah. But for some reason, and I can't remember why. 
Somebody was scared about the legalities of what the hell happened. And I don't even understand why, because none of us even produced it. Right. It was produced uh, uh, from By somebody. Sean, Sean yeah. produced it, yeah. And as much as I, I fight with Sean, he did a really good job. Those are on amazing. That. He Honestly, did a really good job. To so, this day, how many years later, those yeah. are still some of the best pieces of audio I've heard. It's yeah. a three part documentary on uh, why it's, the hell we just vanished it's one like day. It's like elite level yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, he did, he did a good can, job. We, can we put it up on this new podcast stream or not? But see, this is what, the, what I don't understand. Why were we worried? At any point, because there's I'm, even a disclaimer off the top of it. The, the, the views yeah. are not the management uh, or, or not the views of the management that they currently well, work for. We, let's look into if, if we can, because it would be a good specialty. And we've got holidays coming up, so it would be good. Oh, to yeah, I would love to do that. During our holidays, right? When we're not here to record a podcast. I so. do have all three. There was talk when you were in rehab. Sean reached out to me <clears> going, do you want to do a number four? Yeah. I said, well, it would be great to do a number four, but it's so much work for him to do. But he made me save uh, certain audio clips from certain things. Well, if it's not uh, work for us to do it, then why not? (laughs) Well, because we don't pay him. (laughs) Give it to somebody else. Nor have we ever. (laughs) Okay, so you liked those, right? So that's going way back. That's back like, what, almost 10 years. So you technically fired first time, but then so you were fired from Virgin. That's what I don't really know exactly what happened there. Yeah, that, that one was legit. That was what, almost five years ago, six years ago that we got fired from Virgin? Oh my goodness, almost to the, yeah. Was it to the day? Six? Probably to today, six the day we years. got fired? No, is today the anniversary of us getting fired? I think it was in March. Okay. So I think like, here so at KISS. Your, you missed your 15 year anniversary. Now you're going to miss the, the fired anniversary. I try to forget Maybe. that one. Yeah, we really what, miss What's a, lot. a good thing is this is the longest we've been at a radio station I ever. can't believe that. Six years. Yeah. I mean, we're on borrowed time now. Don't think of it like that. Think of it as uh, we finally figured it out. That's it. That's right. We found out the formula. Just hide in a studio. <laughs> it works. Okay. Um, so you want to know why we got fired from, from the old radio station, from the old Virgin over there? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if you want to talk about it now or if it'll be... Uh, if you guys will get, you know, Sean to actually produce something. It's but, not a terrible Well, idea. we have yeah. touched on it in, in previous podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, okay. so I, there are some you can find. And you're wondering where Lamia was too, right? Yeah, I heard you say yeah, that kind of, yeah. Uh, Lamia's at Nate still. And, uh, hey, what happened with you and Lamia? What happened with Lamia and I? Yeah, I was looking into her account the other day. She, you're the only one she doesn't follow. Oh, really? Anymore. Oh. On Instagram. And I was I like, know. oh, that's weird. I don't know why that would be. Oh, yeah, you guys are fine? Because uh, she doesn't follow you anymore. Oh, I didn't know. Huh. Oh, this is awkward now that I said that yeah, to you. No, I had no ah, idea. Yeah, oh, I, I messaged with her a little while ago. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I was know. Like, That's weird. Yeah. I tried to get her to come on the show as well. Just yeah, to she catch says, up. yeah, she can't. She's not allowed or whatever. She just wants to kind of remain on the down low, and yeah. maybe she's just trying to put. put she wants to distance herself to, from us. Yes, I think so. Can't blame her. You guys were fired from Virgin. Is that when she. Well, like she had a choice. To, yeah, she had a choice to make, and uh, she just didn't like kind of the, um, I guess, what would it be like the instability, and she didn't want to go through that again. And she had a really good job yeah. at Nate, and they oh, wanted and waking her, up early, waking up early, and they had, and and they wanted her to do uh, do more hours there and commit uh, mm-hmm. a little more uh, steady there, and she thought that was the safest, most stable bet for her. She's really the only one that had options. Like <laughs> yeah, all we could did. do is do the show. She mm-hmm. had options, which was great. So that's. Uh, yeah, that's where she ended up, right? Okay. Um, but uh, she's still there, and yeah, I think she sent me an email not too long ago, and uh, uh, about some of her students. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, yeah. no. We miss Lamia. A lot of people always message about her, but she, she she's just doing fine. It was she always seems a, to be loving what yeah. she's doing. It was always a unique uh, chemistry between with all four of us because yeah. a lot of people liked that she was kind of the, the mother of the group and she tried to keep yeah. us in line and Dylan and her would always have such polarizing views of things and mm-hmm. argue about things all the time, off the air, on the air, all the time. And uh, it, it, it was- Well, an, I have to it, give a shout out. To my mom, Shelly, she's been listening since the very, very beginning, and okay. she's the one that, of course, introduced me to the show, but also would love Lanya, because she was, like, you know, the balance between, you know... She balanced out balance Pepper and Dylan, and now that's my job? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I can understand it's why she didn't want to come back. <laughs> yeah, now we get a little carried away sometimes. We don't have anybody reining us in. <laughs> I try. Which, I don't know, for the better, for the worse, I've got no idea. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, as far as I know, like, she's happy and she's uh, still with Juicebox. Yeah. And they're still together. Yeah, they're still together. Oh, and nice. I think everything uh, everything's going well with her. But, uh, yeah, she's uh, she just uh, she chose not to come with us uh, when we came over here. Mm-hmm. And then Robbie also chose not to be on the show for a little while. Right. And it was a well, I tried. It, it, was it was just too much. Uh, and to be honest, I, w- I was so used to Pepper, Dylan, and Lamia mm-hmm. having that, that woman in the studio to, to bring that point of view. I just didn't feel like I belonged at first. Mm-hmm. It just took some getting used to, having a bunch of... A guy's sitting around chatting. Right. So, right. but it's been it's been going. It's been fun. So when we left Virgin, it was um, uh, I think it was just a combination of things, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was that they had committed to us uh, on paper for w- what uh, they felt at the time was a good commitment and was a good partnership. But and then that company got purchased by another company who just happened to have somebody working there that didn't necessarily view it as a smart partnership and a mm-hmm. smart contract and a smart agreement. So they waited for a little while. They tried to make life as uncomfortable as possible. And boy, did they ever achieve that very well. Um, they made it really, really difficult to enjoy going to work there. And I think it was all by design, um, looking back at it. And then ultimately, when I guess the, the timing and the budget of it made the most sense, they all called us into a boardroom and just handed us papers and said, you won't need to be back. And the thing that was craziest about it was that Robbie knew that was going to happen that day. Mm-hmm. Dylan had a sense it was going to happen that day. Mm-hmm. I'm just totally oblivious to everything. And then they called us into a meeting at with 15 minutes left in our radio well, show. that was I'm, my meeting. Okay. I was supposed to have a meeting. I think I was supposed to have it right as the show ended. Yeah. And then they called it early yeah. and made us all go to it. Yeah. And we all got never going go. to another meeting with you. And no, I, I'm I sorry. Just thought it was strange that we had to leave the show 15 minutes earlier. That is odd. Like, what happened with the show? It's 15. Too well, and this is my biggest regret. I'm going to be know totally why that's honest. A regret with this of yours. is a huge regret. So they said, "Hey, come to the meeting." I said, "All right, cool. I just have to delete a couple of the things that are on the computer so that like our traffic. We had a traffic and weather scheduled, right? When the bed goes, you know, traffic and weather. You get that little thing there, right? And the music plays. And then the music would just play out unless I deleted it. My God forbid that I'd want to make that uh, make a mockery of that frequency mm-hmm. by playing a bed with no uh, no traffic report on right. uh, during the music, it. yeah. So I was, I'll be there in a second. Let me just make sure it's all clean and tight and it sounds good. Mm-hmm. I should have left it. Oh, <laughs> no, I should have left it. Come on. Screw those guys. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> that would have got them. Yeah, I would have yeah, hey. shown them, huh? Take that. So then they called us into a boardroom and said, get the hell out of here. And uh, and we, all, in a way, we were relieved, I think. I was right? excited. Right? Well, I mean, not excited. I know I, I was pretty excited. Yeah, because you hated going there. Uh, there, yeah. In the last little while, they I made it going so there. uncomfortable. We made Near it. The we, end. we went to uh, We went to breakfast, and you guys were kind of gloomy. 
And I was like, this what? is awesome, well, guys. It's so That's hard not you. to be. The, optimis- uh, the optimism of the unknown uh, dr- motivates you and drives you. Yeah. I need to have structure, Dylan. You yeah, know? me too. You guys were both like really, really down. That was yeah. a hard time for me, that whole, that whole time off. Yeah, not me. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's so opposite. You went to Jamaica like three days later, didn't you? Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. And that was it for Dylan for a while in See, Jamaica. I went to Jamaica and then I went to Europe. And then by the time you got back, we'd had we'd secured a show back here at, at, at you. Uh, you got us hired on a balance. show when I was in Jamaica. That's I remember right. I was on the patio yeah. having champagne, yeah. and and you called and said, "Hey, we got a show." And yeah. I was like, "Wicked!" Yeah. See you when you get back. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah, so we recovered pretty well. But yeah, it was a stressful time. I think How we, long of a gap was it? Six months, I think. What do you mean, six oh, months? Yeah, March to September. March to September, yeah. Oh, yeah, but no, we had a job within like three weeks. Yes, yeah, yeah. But uh, we couldn't go on right, yeah, because yeah. we weren't allowed to go on at, at okay. any point for some stupid reason. But uh, it was, yeah, I think it was just a combination of uh, of things where it was just a soured relationships and new people came in and wanted to make changes and people didn't necessarily agree with some of the finer points and details of the contracts that we had all signed. And so they just decided that uh, we weren't for them. And uh, we knew we weren't for them because they made it so uncomfortable to work there. And uh, when you guys are so unique, it's like you need to have a management that really supports you guys. Because otherwise, I think like I can see them just, you know, you guys are very different. And if they don't like you, then I can see them just not wanting to, to have you guys on. Well, and I think we finally have that now. Oh yeah. yeah, our our current manager gets this show and was a fan of this show far mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. we ever worked for her. Mm-hmm. And she she understands what the show, like like half the time she leaves the the meetings or whatever that we have, and and, and is rolling her eyes as she's walking out, going like, "All right, <laughs> you we, need anything? We, let me know." We never achieve anything in the meetings, right? <laughs> That's she just like, "Okay, let me know." And and so she. I think she gets it. Brent, she understands it Brent, more than our, anyone. Our meetings used to, uh, uh, and this goes back to the Virgin days, but we, we did bring it back here for a little while. Our meetings literally used to be a game called Kiss the Ceiling. Mm. And uh, what happened was, and I don't know if this is uh, easy to describe or not, but um, we would say, okay, time for the show meeting. And we would get a, was it a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball? Lacrosse. It was a lacrosse ball. And we would take turns bouncing it. And try and just graze the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Not hit the ceiling. It had to and not, kiss. And not touch the ceiling, but it had to <laughs> kiss the ceiling. Right. Yes. And that, that had nothing to do with the name of the radio station. In fact, we came up with that first. Yeah. <laughs> and that was our meeting. We would never talk about the show or anything. And our manager would just stand there and go like, well, I guess the meeting's over. And we're like, hang on. We just got to try and one more round to kiss the ceiling. And then it would be over. And then we would go home. Mm-hmm. And those were our meetings. And it took a while. But then I think uh, our, our manager, uh, Leanne, finally went like, okay, I think I get it. <laughs> uh, this is what they do. And that's ultimately how we had meetings. Right. And yeah, sometimes yeah. we'd come up with an idea while playing Kiss the Ceiling, and sometimes we wouldn't. And we'd just say, well, see you tomorrow. Well, the problem is my ideas come to me in the shower, and you guys can't join me. It's later right. in the day, yeah. Right. If, you all want, if you all want to get into the shower, we could always come up with things. Yeah, so. <laughs> it could be great. I mean, I, I don't know if there's a lot more detail there. Is there anything we're missing to help Brendan here? Do you have any follow-up questions, Brendan? We appreciate uh, how, how much you care about the radio show to ask uh, yeah. detailed behind-the-scenes questions. I don't know if this is interesting or not to anybody else. Yeah, I no, hope it is. it is. But uh, do you have any other follow-ups? Uh, no, that's, that's pretty much it. I was just curious. And yeah, I like hearing about the behind the scenes things going on at the show and yeah. Well, we never mind sharing them. I mean, no, and there is a podcast. I'm, I'm certain from the time we've been here at KISS where we go into more depth on, on the whole firing and 
in the past there. So I'm sure you can find it. Do you know what it's called? Yeah, or, Robbie, it would be a good time to like link was? to it or let, <laughs> let everyone know what episode <laughs> yeah. number it was. Six. I'm sure you could find it. Yeah. Good luck. Okay. See you later. <laughs> I can't, but maybe no, no, you I can. I didn't even look. I just, I'm certain we've covered it a few times, <laughs> which is, which is, uh, it's just out there. Tell you what, Robbie, I'll forward Brendan's email to you and you can reply to it if you find it, okay? Okay. I'm and gonna, then that could be for you. Thank okay, you. Brendan. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate we, you. We really Thanks, appreciate guys. it, man. Okay. Good Love talking you. to you. See you, Brendan. Yeah. Have a great day. Love you. Yeah. There. Okay. So there you go. Very nice. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah. Although I don't like when people say I've been listening since I was a kid. Yeah. That just I don't that doesn't sit well with me. Right. Well, we've known each other for a long time, Dylan. Oh, getting older every day, man. I'm trying to find it. So what so what was Sean's idea then if he wanted uh, to do a part well, four? Well, he wants to. He, he he it was so much work for him to do, but God, he did a good job. Right. Uh, part 4 would lead right when where like part 3 left off, right? Okay. And part 3 if I'm like let me just see. I probably have it probably on. We're me. so well prepared here today. No, well, here's the thing, okay? Um May 29th, 2019, we mm-hmm. did go in depth Look, Robbie, see, you found it. Found no one. If you Google it, it is available, is all I'm saying. It's, okay. it's out there. Appreciate him, him asking, though. Okay. You won't, okay. So, okay. yeah, no. Where, okay? The, yeah, Robbie, why are you upset about it? I'm, not, I'm just saying. Okay. May 20, May, what did you say? May 29th? From May 19th, May 19th 2019, 2019. After show 93. Oh, okay, so if you look for after show 93, you can get more information. Okay. So how did this leave? This ended with... Oh, that's it. You found it. See, you can't give anybody a compliment. Okay. Last 45 seconds. That we had to go through what we had to go through? Not at all. Did I like the fact that Dylan and I will always look at back at the biggest fight we ever got into was basically my responsibility and the selfish decision I made? Yeah, no. there's a thing. I mean, that keeps me up sometimes. <laughs> to find a friend under those kind of circumstances, under those kind of dire uh, emotional distress, the, the value on that, I'd go through almost anything to find a friend like Dylan. And that's Aww. the story of what the hell happened to them. So that's where it left off Aww. is right there. What a sweet guy I am. So that we have many, many, many years to catch up on if okay. you want to go into the details and, and, and get to the ins and outs and another rehab. All right. Well, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. So there's, there's a lot. Maybe if you we wanted could to. Uh, hammer something out with Sean. I don't know. To be continued. We'll see if we can mm-hmm. do a follow up on that. In the meantime, we will for those that, uh, you know, have joined the show later and didn't know the full history. And we're sorry for referencing things that you may not be familiar with, but uh, we'll try and figure out if we can't get those three what the hell happens uh back in the run here on our new podcast feed and uh and maybe it might be interesting to say they're so to, good to still because like, i listened to them good. when yeah. you were in rehab okay to go like is there anything that happened before that is kind of similar yeah uh, history repeats itself. i do repeat myself absolutely but, uh, i'm trying not to do that anymore they're really good so i yeah i hope we can share them i'd love to share them especially because sean put so much work and effort and did. like back then podcasting wasn't as big a thing yeah so I don't even know if it was ever like available as a podcast. They might have just been up somewhere on a site for a couple days. Yeah, maybe. So a lot of people would find it interesting, and they would answer a lot of questions. Well, we'll try and figure out a way to make those available. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, for, Worst case, for, I have them and I can send them to you. Okay. Yeah, you can. You can Instagram me. Okay. Which D y l a n w o w c h u k. There you go. Nice. I like that you spell it right. Thank you. Got you. It should be a C K. It makes no sense to me why you don't have a C and a K at the end of Talk your last to name. My ancestors. I, I no good. Uh, speaking of rehab, it's funny. I um I've been dealing with something with rehab. Oh no, Robbie. I don't know if I can no, do it. No, it's. I don't mean to take a dramatic rehab turn to all of this, but I've been dealing with uh, while I was away, um, and it's very hard to explain to those that don't understand what goes on in there. Um, but uh, and. 
again, I was fortunate enough to go to a really good rehab facility because there are some bad ones. But um, and and you make a lot of I don't know if you make friends, but you make a lot of connections and relationships. And that you hope and you say while you're there for the six or eight or ten weeks that the people are there, you say that they're going to be lifelong relationships, and you hope that they are. But they're not like you talk to them every day and you see them every day and you get together on the weekends or on holidays. They're more just like if you get a text message or a phone call from one of them, you immediately know who it is and you immediately want to chat with them because you remember going through what is no doubt one of the most, I, I guess, uh, significant you know periods of my life is mm-hmm. you know trying to go through recovery. And uh, I have been getting hit with phone calls from one of the guys who I really admired at rehab who has uh, since relapsed and uh, relapsed badly. Mm-hmm. And I'm very worried about him. Um, but yet I'm not qualified to help him other than to just listen to him. But when you listen to somebody who has, who has relapsed and is in, 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 in a current window of relapse that is ongoing, so it's not like he drank one day, didn't for four days, drank three days, didn't for two days. He has been drinking consistently for the better part of a full month. Oh, geez. And not just every night, but all day, every day. Is he family? Uh, does he have like family and He's stuff? He's got or? a long-term girlfriend who okay. for, you know, for argument's sake, you could call as his wife mm-hmm. and, uh, and, a, and a fairly young daughter. Mm. And he has completely relapsed. And he is in that place where he's phoning everybody that he, uh, all the relationships he made in rehab at the weirdest hours and making absolutely no sense when he talks. And I'm at a loss for what to do. And I really admired this guy. In fact, I credit this guy, along with one or two others that were there, with being the motivation and the inspiration for me to actually do as well as I've done since getting out. Right. And, uh, and How long now, was he sober for? Do you, like- well, he left. So he'd been in and out of different rehab and in and out of oh, different, okay. like, government, uh, uh, like, like, legally he'd had to go to rehab for police. And, like, he'd gotten into a lot of trouble, right, while he was under the, uh, the influence, while he was using. And, um, and so I don't know what number stint uh, at rehab this was when I met him, but he had experience going to rehab before. He left, I th- want to say maybe seven or 10 days before I was done. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I spent a really decent amount of time with him. He was there before I got there. And, um, and when he left, he was, you just saw the guy, I watched him leave. I hugged him when he left and he, and he got in the van to take him to the ferry and I saw him drive off and I thought, well, there's a guy who's got it. Like he's finally figured it out. He's going to be great, right? He is, he's all the things that I wish I was. He's intelligent he's, he's, uh, introspective. He's, uh, well-spoken. He's talented. He's a gifted artist and musician as mm-hmm. well as mm-hmm. a, 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 like a scholar. And he's, he's just a very all around, like he, he's the kind of guy that you go like, oh, how how does this guy fall off the wagon, right? How does this guy even get on the way, you know? And, um, and, but anyway, there's obviously something in his life that is uh, tearing him apart on the inside and he can't beat that demon. So to find, to hear these phone calls start coming in from him and he's completely wasted has really hit me hard in the fact that like, I don't know how to feel about it because on, in one way, I'm like really worried about him. I care for him and I feel sorry for him. And, I, and I'm hopeful that he can figure it out. And then on the other hand, and this is where it kind of, I feel a little selfish and ignorant about it, is that I'm like, 
I am so much better than that. Mm. I am like, I thank God that didn't happen to me or has yet to happen to me. And it's eye opening as well. It's like, it can happen to anybody at any time. Yeah, the guy you thought was the the most put together. I thought, oh, this guy's done. Like, he's got it finally figured out. And now all of a sudden, this has happened to him. It makes me go in one hand, like, woof, I'm way more, like, I'm way better off than he is. But then, like, woof, that could strike at any second for any of them. Yeah. And it's really right. concerning. So now I'm talking to the other guys, and he's calling them all the time. He called me, I think, 12 or 15 times on Sunday night after oh, I had no. turned my ringer off and went to bed because I go to bed early. Well, maybe and I, had something to tell you. And I woke up, and they're just call after call after call after call. I talked to him earlier that night, and I couldn't. He was incoherent almost. And it's just it's something I'm worried about. So when you brought up rehab, it, yeah. just, it struck a chord with me. It's like this is something that I'm trying to, to figure out how I can help that person, and it's a really helpless feeling when what you do realize they say? you like, can't. They, they don't. They they don't tell you to help. I mean, what did they say? The to first you? time I spoke with him, which was like uh, on on a Thursday last week, was he was actually coherent enough that we could have a discussion about his his struggles and his battles. Um, but he was still uh, intoxicated when I spoke with him. And then the, the second time I spoke with him was on Sunday night, and he was just lost. Is like he, he upset with he himself or no? I th- yeah, I think so. But yet he's masking it. And on on Thursday night or Thursday afternoon when I spoke with him, he was full intended to try and beat this and figure out a way does he have to go back to rehab does he have to detox etc but when i talked to him on sunday anytime i'd press him to talk about the using he would change the subject until ultimately he got frustrated and belligerent with me and just said he had to go and he hung up and then phoned me over and over and over again Mm. and one of the rules they have at rehab is don't take a phone call from one of the guys that's been drinking or that's under the influence and uh i i how do you ignore a guy that's clearly in a position well, you where did. he's reaching out? And then I, I had to, and I sent him a long text message, and I haven't heard from him since. So didn't I don't like know. what you had to to, to say. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, tough. I, yeah, I don't know. So that's what I. And then I've got a daughter who's hooked on edibles at home. Well, and it's, <laughs> no, oh boy. oh boy, I don't know if she'll ever do those again. That experiment. That's good. Yeah, make make yourself sick so you never want to do it again. How do you take two? I, I mean, oh, I understand Tyler, completely. Tyler, Tyler, took one, didn't feel anything, this waited an hour, took it again. This is what they should teach in school. Yeah. These are the things they should teach. Not don't do drugs, not not don't have sex. They should teach how. Yep. Edible dosages? Yeah. <laughs> 101? They, they should. What am I learning about chemistry for? Well, teach me about that chemistry that affects my body. <laughs> From what my son told me, in grade six, they do a D.A.R.E. program where, like, the, you know, the, the peace officer or whatever, the, the community officer from the RCMP in San Alberta, the police comes in and does a D.A.R.E. presentation. And it's more about, like, stay away from drugs because you're in the sixth grade. But and then they do it again. Riley took it in 10th grade, I believe. Mm-hmm. Again. And that one is more about how to, like, we... Look, guys, we know you're going to do it. Right. Here's how to be safe about it. And that's why when Riley found out that his little sister had taken two edibles in one night, that he said, you're an idiot. Why did you take two? Yeah. Like, that, she's almost a punchline. Don't pull a Tyler. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Ty. Yeah. But we've talked a lot on the After Show show from time to time about uh, how I uh, am going to use, you know, how I'm going to be a parent through the phase of, you know, driving and and sex and drinking and drugs. And uh, that was my first challenge just this past weekend. And I like to think I did a really good job. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, it sounded like you did. I hope I did anyway. How we'll did the ex-wife out. react? Um, she she was out of town when this yeah, all happened, but right? We, we've had an agreement, and she is pretty cool with it too. Like we both have the same kind of stance on this. Like, we, you know, don't get mad at them because then they're just going to hide it every time they do it. Don't punish them, right? Like, how many times did you hear about the dad that makes his kids smoke a pack of cigarettes because he catches them smoking once, or the parents who make the kid that do one it. works? But that though. works. That yeah. works. Yard work on a hot summer day when they're completely hungover just to teach them not to do it again. And right. I think what that does is scare your kid away from ever being honest with you again and telling you that they did something and then they end up sneaking it and hiding it and I don't want that in my house I don't want secrets in my house so best case scenario was she made herself sick yep so you didn't have to and now she's turned off from them yeah so that's good yeah it's like when I stole my mom's cigarettes when I was young and I made myself throw up Mm -hmm. unintentional but I threw up and I've never wanted to smoke since so it, it there's something to it so that was it for you? You just stole a pack of cigarettes? Well, I used to smoke every now and again because my friends did. So mm-hmm. I'd have like little puffs here and there and I started to like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so every, whenever we'd hang out, we'd have little puffs. That's or, the thing with cigarettes. They'll get you. Yeah. And that's where it starts. So we'd go for smokes and we'd, we'd get smokes here and there. And then one day I stole a couple from my mom, went into the bathroom and I've never thrown up so violently in my life. Why are we so dumb that we go into enclosed rooms in our own house to hide doing something that smells so bad? Out a window. <laughs> you can tell when somebody's smoking in your house. You can tell. You, I can smell when my neighbor two doors down is smoking weed in the backyard. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to do it in the basement and think mom and dad aren't going to notice? That's why you make a bounce tube. Yeah, but that's like the same thing as you. You could ask that question out loud, but you, your kids knew you were drunk all the time. 100% they And did. you tried to lie about oh, it all the time. 100% they did. So it works both ways. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I never smoked in the house, but I always was worried when I, when I came back what I would smell like. Yeah. Smell like dope. Yeah. Lucky for me, my dad smelled worse. Right. <laughs> so right. Like, like, I don't smell anything. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> I have no idea. Yes. So that's how it worked out for me. My mom, she would she would always be on me. Why are your eyes glassy? Well, mom, because I'm stoned as hell. Well, we always thought, right? That our parents <laughs> just knew nothing about what we were doing, not realizing now that I am a parent, I'm like, I knew all that stuff. Like I was doing way worse stuff. Right. So I can pick it off a mile away. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. She was at a friend's house when she did it. So tell me, because I've never experienced edibles before before to tell me what was going through her body and head when she said she'd take she'd taken two she'd been throwing up she greened out oh. and she was in her friend's closet having a panic attack see the yeah. thing with doing it at a friend's house mm-hmm. like for her doing it at a friend's house mm-hmm. she would never be busted mm-hmm. because a parent wouldn't know they don't they you really have to know somebody to know whether or not they're on something you would have known in a second had you saw your daughter on edibles because she'd be acting funny and you would have known I wouldn't immediately. have recognized her yeah okay yeah but like another parent might not know or go like oh is she just acting weird like Another parent, you would really have to see somebody. Mm-hmm. What she was going through, though? Yeah. Ooh, so t- well, give me a journey through what she experienced, because again, I've never done it before. It would be very. It would be much like a panic attack, anxiety, like elevated that, heart rate, yeah. and nervous and scared and terrified of everything. Anxiety or, won't stop. I thought it was supposed to like make you super calm and chill. Oh, no, it relax. does eventually, or it can eventually. Yeah. But she had two. Remember, yeah. had she had one and waited it out, yeah. it would have been a different experience All because right. she had two. Your body's trying to. You're on a and roller coaster. You, yeah, and you just feel sick. You get the spins. You know the spins. Oh, mm-hmm. God. I hate the spins. It, yeah, it, the spins. it honestly feels oh. like you know the swings. Yeah. At the carnival. Yeah. It would feel like you're on that, but can't press stop. 
Oh, and you want to press start. But then, and then the other part for her that she wouldn't know because it's her first time is like at least if you've had this a couple times because I've done it to myself. Yeah. But like at least I could talk myself through it, going like, oh, this is normal. Just wait through it, and you can kind of talk yourself. To, it still sucks, but you could talk yourself out of it, going like, this is normal. I, I, this is all part of the plan. Yeah, but for yeah, her, yeah. She, she wouldn't have known. She, yeah, she wouldn't know what normal is, so she would have thought I got a bad batch. Something's wrong. I'm about to kill myself, like b- by taking these. Like maybe, th- maybe this is laced. Like a million thoughts, and then that induces even more panic. Ugh, it would have been horrible, horrible. Because it's horrible when you it. know exactly, and there's no ejection button. Nothing you you can't even throw up to feel better. Right, right. You're, like, just, you're, there. you're yeah, stuck like, until it's over. At least with alcohol, yeah, you throw it up because it's in your stomach. It hasn't digested yet mm-hmm. and gotten into your bloodstream. But with those, she, it would have been hours, and then she started to green out. Yeah. So she was too far gone. Throwing up wouldn't have gotten rid of too much of no. that. Oh, it, oh my it, poor baby. Yeah. Honestly, though. Yeah. It would have been hell. Oh, my poor baby. That that's heart, breaks my heart to know that she was going through that and I wasn't there to be for, there for her, right? Well, and w- was her friend on them at the same time? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so the, you, you got no one watching out for you. Yeah. And, and at that point, like, both of you were probably freaking out. And you're probably bringing it out in each other, like you're panicking. Like, Robbie, uh, I've made Robbie stay at my house for, like, a couple hours after we have done stuff to, <laughs> because I've, like, been, like, so scared. As a, <laughs> like, like, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, Robbie, you can't leave. Please just don't leave me. I don't know what's wrong. Like, and just, like, leaning over the sink and dousing my head with water. Yeah. Just going, Robbie, you can't leave me right now. And he's just like, I got to get going here. I'm like, Robbie, you can't. Because, it, like, I knew it was happening, but it's just like, I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, it's good to have somebody there, just in case. Mm-hmm. Just comforting. Remember, but- full-grown adult that's done it numerous times right. and, and and taken a little bit too much. Oh, oh I couldn't imagine what uh, this would do on, like, a, a young person's body. Right. And not expecting it. And these were homemade, too. And I understand that that is a danger as well. No, because you just don't know. Like, she could have had a bite of a, a brownie or a chocolate or whatever that had a high concentration. There were gummies that she took, yeah. Yeah, you just don't know where the concentration goes when it's not, when you're making yeah, it not, yourself. Like, it's each not all balanced. Each one's different. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's scary. Poor girl. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's not fatal. Right. Right? I don't know the science behind it, but apparently there's no fatal dose of marijuana. Just feels so fatal. Even though you feel terrible, mm-hmm. you're not going to like you won't. You can get alcohol poisoning. Apparently, yeah. You can't get marijuana poisoning. Is there a hangover that comes with it? Fogginess with foggy fog. edibles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. For a couple. That's days. why I can't do them. Because even if I just took like a mild dose of edibles on a, on like tonight, for example, watching the hockey game, yeah, I would be foggy until afternoon. Right. So I would, when I wake up in the morning, I wouldn't even, I just wouldn't be able to, I'd be even more foggy than I normally oh, so, am. Yeah, sometimes when you wake up in the morning the next day, it fog. You're not even fog. You're still on the adventure. Right. Like, I remember the Christmas that I missed. I told you guys about the Christmas yes, that I missed. Yes, the Christmas that you missed, of course. I yeah. love Christmas so much. And I was like, uh, I woke up first thing in the morning, Christmas morning. My dad woke me up and said, hey, Santa didn't eat all the cookies. And I thought, oh, jeez. That's horrible news. Mm-hmm. And so he just passed me one of the cookies. He said, eat it. And I just ate it real quick. How old? Oh, this is like maybe when I was like 20-something. I remember this, yeah. But, uh, uh, and I ate it real quick. And I didn't, I honestly didn't even think anything of it because I, I, I didn't know he had edibles. And I ate it and he didn't tell me. And I remember we, we, we were starting. So the cookie was laced with it too? Yeah, it was the like the cookie. Laced. That's, <laughs> was, that's the whole purpose of that cookie. The, the, okay. It was an edible You were going to give him to Santa? Well, he told me they were, Santa didn't eat them all. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, oh, yeah, Santa I, knew better. I popped it in my mouth 
And then we opened gifts, and I was fine because it takes a while. Right. And then we started brunch, and it was like I, I had a baseball bat to my head. That's mm-hmm. what it would feel like, is if you took a baseball bat to your head from absolute normal to, like, can't even make sense of what's going around. And I just started laughing, and then it, came, it, it overcame so much that I, like, I had to go lie down, and I woke up the next day. Yeah. So it was like, it was like 11 o'clock, woke up the next day, and I was still on a ride. Like it was still like wow. I like like it was all like it was brand new, and they were laughing at me. But I was like, it was horrible. So what is the reason people would take these? You're not painting a lovely picture of them. No, you just have to dial in your dosage. That's it. You don't and eat the find, whole cookie. Oh. Find one that works for you, right. and it can be very beneficial in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Right. For you want to relax. I mean, that can make you relax if you right. get the right dosage. Okay. That's why the government has the right dosage. But you have to play around and fiddle around with to. it until you get you the right to. dosage. Okay. So it's just a, it's trial and error? Yeah. I don't know, because it sounds like a lot of errors See, before you get the right it's trial. The, it's the same as drinking, though. As if you remember growing up and yeah. drinking, right? Yeah. You just didn't know when to stop. Yeah. And then, like, let's I be honest. Yeah. yeah. Most of us never learned that yeah. because you start having, like, oh, this feels good. Yeah. I want to feel good forever. Uh-huh. And then next thing you know, you, you uh, ruin it. That's oh, yeah. what started for me, yeah, because I'd have sips of beer here and there. Mm-hmm. And then my friend showed me moonshine. And I was like, oh, well, I've had sips of beer. I'll have some sips of moonshine. <laughs> right. And it is not the same. <laughs> not at it's all. It's the concentration. It was so. vodka for me. It was my first one. Oof. You still don't drink vodka, right? Oh, you did great. No, can't, I can have vodka. Well, I can't have anything. Never, I can have vodka in a Caesar. Right. Right? Like, that was well, the only was time masked. I could drink vodka. But, I, yeah, the, I mean, it was, I, I remember, oh, I vaguely remember it now. I was in eighth grade, and we were at my friend Brandon's house. And, for like, we weren't planning on drinking. I just started to drink, and I drank it. His parents were heavy drinkers, so they had a ton of alcohol in their liquor cabinet. And they drank so much that you didn't have to worry about if they would notice. Mm-hmm. Although we probably did and filled it with water or marked the bottles or whatever. And uh, I, I, I think I, I, I drank all the vodka, but I didn't mix it with anything. Because again, you're stupid. It's your first time. You don't know what to expect. Exactly. So I drank it all. I remember I fell down the stairs. We went for a bike ride. I fell off my bike. We slept in my friend Chad's backyard that night. And I had to deliver uh, the papers the next morning ah. at like five in the morning. And I couldn't do it. Hangover. And I was throwing up. And yeah, it was an awful, awful, awful experience. So then I became an alcoholic. Right. It seems weird, right? <laughs> I, just, I didn't learn, I guess. Keep pushing through. I don't know. Oh, bad. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if she'll... She, and, of course, she'll experiment with other things again. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, we just have to accept that and just hope she does it smart and responsible and safely. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a while before she does it again after an experience like that. I could imagine. Yeah. Definitely. Uh-huh. It's been a while, while, while for me after an experience like that. Has it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How's that going? Because you quit for a long time, but you're back doing... Uh, no, I just, quit. Oh, you're, you've quit again? Yeah. Okay. It's been uh, two and a half months again. Well, your, bad, your dad was in town this weekend. He smoked a lot in front did, of me. And you didn't do anything? No, no. Oh, good for you. Okay. No, he smoked a lot right. in front of me. He's like, does this bother you? I was like, no, do your thing. Doesn't bother me at all. And Robbie, you had two beer on the weekend, but you knew when to say when and you walked away. You didn't like how it made you feel. After all uh, these days of not having beer, you finally had two and said, eh, not for me anymore. It's all about the damn hangovers. Yeah. Right? I just, I can't stand them anymore. And it's so crazy how we forget. Like a weekend, a week will go by like, ah, oh, I want to drink again. And yep. then, oh, never drinking again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a week will go by, oh, I'll drink again. Yeah. And I had gone the longest since junior high without getting drunk. Yeah. How long was it? 19 weeks. Nice. So I went and I was just craving a drink. And I just wanted one so bad. For the last couple of weeks, I've just been craving, craving, craving. And I've been so hard on myself. Like, look at this. I'm craving a drink already. I'm such a failure. I can't even go. Yeah. 
I, I'm I'm addicted. I'm an alcoholic. I need a drink. So yeah. I just I just wanted a beer just to show myself I could. Yeah. So I had yeah two beers and I just felt junky and I'm like I'm not having any more. Well, that's a big uh, achievement to be able to walk away from it. Yeah, it's just, the number one question I get. Is is do you think you're in a place where you could just drink socially or casually again? Didn't that's you find the that answer out? Number one question I get. Yeah, because on Tuesday it'll be six months minus one day, right? Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I. I thought I could and I couldn't and, mm-hmm. I, and I can't so um, I always answer people with I don't know maybe one day but I'm too scared to try now right because the last time I tried and I mean I did I, I succeeded and I didn't succeed right when I got drunk because I got drunk mm-hmm. and but I didn't the next day or the day after or the day after so I didn't have anything in my mind or my body or my chemistry that said go drink again drink again so in that way it was a success but you really did a number I could control myself but I couldn't in the moment control myself right like I'll just go and have one or two turned into whatever 12 or 14 Mm -hmm. and it was a real mess right so I I, I don't know but it is the number one question I get and it's not like ah come on you can do this come on with us it's just a general <laughs> kind of curiosity that people have do you think you'll ever be able to just go and have a few right and right now i know that the answer is no um but i know i'm at a place where if i did go out and and get wasted that i probably wouldn't the next day i'm just not willing to risk it and that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how I right. was. Yeah. And I had two and I realized, yeah, I can now. I can go on a date and have some wine and not be completely back to drinking and, and partying. Mm-hmm. So if, it did feel good to have a couple. Just get rid of that pressure that I had been putting on myself. Okay. It was hard. Yeah. Freaking booze. You want me to call the Vancouver Aquarium and just ask them directly? <laughs> if you want. Did you move orcas with a helicopter? I mean, it was so long ago, though. It was like 20 years ago. Would anybody working there remember that? Probably. Because they don't have the orca whales there anymore, right? They got rid of those. I think maybe that's why. Yeah. Right? Maybe that's why they were shipping that whale out of there. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. You don't think they'd remember? I'm going to get to the bottom of this, you guys. Okay, sounds good. I'm going to figure this out because it happened. Mark my words. A helicopter came in, they put a bunch of straps underneath the whale, they lifted the whale out of the whale pool, and they flew across the city of Vancouver this, to the airport. No, see, I think your story's wrong. What I could believe is a helicopter came, or a crane, and lifted it up underneath the whale and put it on a truck, or put it on a train. Like, that I could believe. You don't think that... that <laughs> Flying over the city did not happen, I promise you. It didn't just happen. Swaying like a like a hypnotist's little pocket watch <laughs> just across the city. It I, didn't happen. Your memory's mashing everything together. Is it? Maybe. Uh, yeah, it does sound kind of far-fetched, doesn't it? I can see a crane craning it out under with a, like a thing underneath its belly, craning it on. Putting it on a truck. That like a would pool make sense. On a truck. I don't even know if a pool. I don't know how you'd have to do it. But there's no way a you helicopter flew over the city. How, how long can a whale live outside of the the water for? Probably a long time. Would it go wrinkly like we do when we That's go a, in the water for probably, a long time? Maybe. Huh. Interesting. You just have to keep it wet, right? And keep splashing. Like what part wet, wet though? Was it all? I don't know. Dribble it like you would uh, have a little uh, thing like Sobeys uses the to spray the lettuce. You know, like huh? a little um, little shower thing in the truck. Yeah. You just keep it moist. Yeah. Or maybe they did it on a rainy day with the helicopter. Let the rain get it. Yeah, maybe. It kept it wet. I didn't helicopter over the city is all I'm saying. Okay, I'm going to get to the bottom Thank of this. Thank you. Do okay? it, I'm going to figure this Whales out. Whales live I, I, out of water. Yeah. Like, why do they need to be in the water? They're mammals. Well, they have the uh, blowhole. They're just good at holding their oh, breath. Oh. Mm. They can only last a couple of hours. Yeah. 
Oh, because they can't support their own weight when they're out. Yeah, I don't think they, they don't die from the lack of water. Maybe just they don't eat. They can't move and they're stuck. They die from not eating for a couple hours? <laughs> That's what it's saying. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Why wasn't I a whale? They're hungry, man. Oh well, that, that's why it was a helicopter then, because morning traffic it, it happened during the hours of our morning show, oh. and morning traffic in Vancouver is a nightmare. They would have they would have set it out that people couldn't be in the way. They would have had a police escort. They don't move a whale every day. That's Just a good point. Me. Yeah, they probably would have. Hmm. Get to the bottom the more of your story. I hear, I hear what you think happened. It sounds more likely than what I think happened. I know, but you were there. I, I think you're making it up. I'm not mad. Oh, it makes me so mad. Like parts of this probably happened. You're mashing them all together. I think you have some free willy in there as well. Did that happen in free willy? Am I getting free willy in real life they put, confused? They put free willy uh, on a trailer. Hmm. They absolutely, uh, and I remember because the kid was sitting free there willy. next to free willy. On the trailer. Or just willy, I guess, right? Well, yeah, Will- Willie Willy was the whale? Yeah, they're on a trailer together. Did you show the picture? Um, not that I've seen here. I'm pot- I'll watch Free Willy tonight if I have to. No problem. I love Free <laughs> Willy. Maybe I should watch Blackfish. Something. Oh, that's uh, that. Yeah, that, here that's a good one. That's depressing. Why? Oh, it's is about it not- captive uh, marine life? Yeah, oh, Robbie's all about that marine life right now and I saving know. the marine life. You'll it's like so what Leonardo weird. DiCaprio has done. He has donated $42 million to, to the Galapagos Islands and to preserve oh. the, I think it's called the pink salamander or the uh, the pink. How uh, much money? The $42 million of his own money. He is uh, donating to the Galapagos That's Islands. That's incredible. Or a foundation that he has created or something See, like that. See, there it is. Okay. He's on the trailer, and I remember the kid was holding on to him, and then he was yes. underneath the trailer, yeah, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. He was holding on to him, and that's why Pepper's getting all of his, yeah. he's getting all of his whale facts you're, mixed in with each other. You're shooting a lot of holes in my whale facts right now. I th- I, I'm starting to think you might be right. A helicopter I, over the city with a whale. It does so sound. So many go, things it, can go wrong. It does sound a little ridiculous. There, Look, Robbie, there it is. There's the one. He's right on the trailer. Oh, there it is. You got it. See? Come look at this picture, and then all you'll right. see what, what your childhood was all about. It was you just watched Free Willy. Congratulations! <laughs> there it is on the thing, and they're in the trailer, and he's beside him right there. Um, and Leo wants to help prevent the extinction of the pink iguana. The pink iguana—that's what it is, and that's just part of it. Yeah, it's going to go to just restoring the islands and uh, helping with conservation. Okay, I see that picture of the whale, Dylan, mm-hmm. and that does kind of make me think that that might be what they did. <laughs> Shoot. Well, get, oh, there. Uh, there's another picture of it on the truck and the trailer. But you're just looking at stills from Free Willy. Yeah. This was real life. I don't think it was. A bunch I of helicopters. A whole team of helicopters. You made this up. I think. Oh, uh, boy. I'll figure it out. Thanks. You let us know when you do. Yeah. Are you ready for Gene Principe tomorrow? Yes. What are you, you going to talk to Gene Principe about tomorrow? Well, don't you you want him to be sneaky for us? Yeah, well, I'm so gonna I'm going to let you do that. I'm not, and Dylan were, okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, want anything yeah. to do with that. Yeah, Dylan, do you have any ideas? Any phrases you would like him to try and say on the television? There's a little tip of the cap. Like, what's a what's a Pepper and Dylan thing that he could say? Uh, Pepper and Dylan. Okay, but he know he can't say that. Twenty two. It's twenty two. Could he throw twenty two in there? That would be easy. Uh-huh. Tyson Berry is number twenty two with the Oilers. Yeah. Does he play much? Are you kidding? I don't know. Tyson Berry, Maybe the I should be. I, I, I sounded I like don't he. Know. Robbie, you're the Oilers guy. I'm not the Oilers guy. The Oilers signed Tyson Berry. Okay. And he is now, this year, he was, is the league leading defenseman in points. Really? Yes. Why don't you and, ever point that out? And it's the first time, like, it's an incredible feat where the first place scorer, Connor McDavid, the yeah. second place, yeah. Leon Dreisaitl, and yeah. the leading scorer defenseman are all in the same team. Really? That b- rarely ever happens. Well, then they should be doing well then. Yes. Yes, they are. And they will. 
and Tyson Berry, number well, twenty-two, why is, he is not our a guy? treasure. I told you this. Robbie when he, when did we say on. we have a new player. He's I our boy. Him saying that we got our Tyson boy. Berry. We got to get behind him. He said. Well, and then, then we've got sports. Go. Yeah, screw Connor McDavid. Tyson Berry should be our yep. guy. Yeah, league leading defenseman. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this ice hockey game this evening. It's really good, and I'm gonna focus on Tyson Berry, number twenty-two. And I'm gonna really root for this guy. What does he play? He plays defense. Defense. Oh, what a boring position. Yeah. No way. It's important, though. It's important. Apparently. Not as important as goalie. That's exactly right. Uh-huh. See, Connor McDavid doesn't have someone else to do his job. Yeah. <laughs> Tyson Berry has got a goalie. He screws up his job. Yeah, it's goalie still, can the goalie's save him. still there. Yeah, good point. Connor McDavid screws up. No one scores. Okay, so he's our guy then moving forward, Tyson Berry? I think he should be. I agree. Number I 20. agree. We're all very Berry. But now, we're <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but now, we can't get Gene Prince Bay. can't say Tyson Berry, and we consider that a shout-out to us. Oh, God, no, not He's at gotta all. He's got to say 22. <laughs> and in that way, and it will be awful hard for him task. if Tyson Berry doesn't do anything special in a game. It'll be awful hard for him to get That's why it'll be 22. even more special for us. Okay. We'll have to do something for, for Gene. Or if he says shoot, pass, score. Shoot, ah, pass, shoot score. pass, score. If he can shoot, shoot pass, score. Dylan trademark. That would be Not pretty understanding neat. that you need to pass, shoot, score. You can do both. Shoot, Robbie's pass, already, he's, he's already told me you can do both. How you do could. you shoot, pass, and score in that order? Sometimes when you, when you like flub a shot, yeah. it turns into a pass, or it knocks off somebody else and goes in the net. Like if it hits the shoot... Yeah. Hits the goalies, uh, what do you call those square things they wear? Blockers? Whatever. Pads? Sure, pads. Yeah, yeah okay. it hits the pad and it bounces off. There's a shoot. Then he gets it back. He passes it and then a score. Yep. Yes. Sometimes you can pass it and it deflects off somebody and it accidentally goes in the net, but it counts as a goal. Shoot, pass, score. So you're, you're shooting it. <gasps> it's a one-timer is what I'm describing. Shoot, pass, but then you would have a shoot in between the pass and the score. I think pass, shoot, score is a much more common result. We'll than see a if he'll say shoot, pass, score. Okay, we'll see if he says shoot, pass, score, or 22. That All will right. be the conversation we have. What else do you want to talk to him about? That time you saw him at Sobeys? I want to see if he, yeah. I, you know what? I'll, I'll come up with some questions. I just don't want to get into the, like, hey, what happened last night on the fourth line power player? I don't want to get into that conversation with him because I wouldn't understand any of that. I would like to ask him what, how he got so good at puns. Because he's the ultimate pun master. Okay. Like, incredible. Incredible. Okay. Is that I mean, not interesting? I don't know. I mean, whatever. Hey, man. Robbie, it's this sports. is your dream. You're finally talking to Gene Prince Bay on the radio guy. show. He's such a likable guy. I'm just glad that he's willing to come on. So we'll have him tomorrow morning on the show sometime between like 8 and 8.10 and 8.15 or something like that. Robbie gets his dream interview right, with Gene Prince Bay tomorrow. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks for listening to the After Show Show. The Pepper and Dylan Show. Weekday mornings on KISS 91.7.